everyone, this is Steve Barrett, the Editorial Director of PR Week. Welcome to a new season of Earned Media Rising, the podcast powered by Cision and brought to you by PR Week. So as I said, I'm the Editorial Director. I'm going to be your host for this episode and we're going to focus on using earned media to stay relevant. In this week's episode, we're happy to welcome back Kevin Aykroyd, CEO of Cision, to talk about some of the company's exciting developments, as well as hear his insights on industry trends. Like all our podcasts, this will be available online at earnedmediarising.com and also available on iTunes and SoundCloud. So first up, welcome to the show, Kevin. How are you doing? I'm doing really well, Steve. And as always, it's a real pleasure to be here. So thanks for having me. And I'm looking forward to the conversation today. Yeah, it's been another busy year for you. You, It it never quietens down in Cision land, does it? It it, it doesn't. Um, I keep keep threatening that I'm going (laughs) to stop living in airplanes and offices around the world. It just hasn't happened yet. Yeah, no. Um, And one of the things that... um, is driving that is that in early 2009 you made a couple of other acquisitions quite very significant ones Trendkite and Falcon and you've just upgraded your platform to incorporate those new technologies mm-hmm. so tell us a little bit about the new capabilities that brings why they matter and why they're unique to the industry great uh all, both happened in January, so it feels like five years ago <laughs> in, uh, in dog years. The acquisitions are really exciting, really strategic, and have gone quite well, uh, not just from a product and technology standpoint, but from a people, right, a culture, a, hey, let's put a couple pieces together and make this uh, the, the whole greater than the sum of the parts, right? That's all working the way it's supposed to. And probably most importantly, our agency and brand customers are delighted about, uh, right, the capability set. So um, very bullish about it. Quickly on each one of them, most people right kind of viewed Trendkite as very overlapping and competitive with Cision, and in core media monitoring that was true. But for the most part, other than that, uh, the compl- you know the, the the technology and the offerings were actually very very uh, complementary, right, rather than directly competitive. And the fact that we have now put the Trendkite plus Cision Communication Cloud offerings together has just resulted in a much, much more robust uh, platform for the communications professional to use, you know, more good stuff, uh, all integrated into the single platform. Very quickly, uh, a couple highlights there were, while Cision was the king of traditional media influencer, right, uh, databases, Trendkite had the hundreds of millions of social influencers, which has obviously become a huge part of all communications, right? So now we've got the best social uh, right influencer solution and the best traditional media database, right? That's kind of a collection that has worked really well. Cision has been the king of distribution, i.e. the wire, right? Um, the fact that uh, Trendkite brought us a story point, which is distribution to journalists around analytics and how to pitch relevant content and stories to journalists, which is another form of distribution. And Falcon brought us distribution directly to the influencers in the social channels, very exciting to broaden the definition of distribution, kind of second point. Uh, and third point is, you know, the the human element has always been super, super important because if we don't put the human element into quality, right, relevance, et cetera, um, the quality level for our customers goes down. Trendkite being able to bring in more of the modern, you know, machine-based learning and AI to a traditional media environment, which has acquired so many humans, just allows us to do traditional media monitoring better, faster, cheaper on a, on a better platform where the machines can start doing a lot of the stuff and the humans get relegated up into higher quality and higher sophistication rather than just basic coding. That's probably three. And then fourth, uh, you know, Trendkite strength is always um, absolutely world-class analytics data visualization, right, et cetera, and to integrate that into the platform 
uh, and put all the content and data and everything that Decision had into that wonderful visualization analytics engine is something that has the customers excited. So I'd say those are the four, top four things. And then Falcon very quickly. Well, just on Trendco. Sure. So I remember we did a feature on products oh, yeah. and tools. Yeah. And I was reading that your comments on Trendco, and I thought, yeah, that's quite complimentary, actually. So yeah. I wasn't that surprised, I suppose, when you went and bought them. And also, you've brought some of the senior management there into senior roles in Cision. Do you want to say a little bit about that? We have. And as I said, not just tech, but people, culture, uh, right, um, uh, tech DNA has all been good. And we've certainly got the type of uh, stellar leadership in a couple of very, very key uh, leadership positions. Uh, the global marketing function, right, is now kind of ex-Trendkite. Um, the global product and development organization is ex-Trendkite, um, right, because they're all, we're all Cision now. Um, and the U.S. Uh, P&L, you know, leadership is ex-Trendkite as well. So, um, so that's Eric Huddleston. That's Eric Huddleston. Right? Yeah. Um, and then Eric's head of uh, technology and then uh, and development and, and then Eric's uh, you know head of marketing. So uh, you would definitely say that uh, there's been a big trend kite uh, DNA infusion into into legacy decision, which is exciting. Okay, tell us a bit about the Falcon uh, acquisition as well. And, and two things here, right? Falcon traditionally there is social media management, which has grown up a little bit outside of social comms, right? And that typically sends it, it into a marketing budget, marketing function. And they compete against people like Hootsuite and Sprinkler and Sprout Social and right, that whole cast of characters. And it's been end-to-end social media management, not just listening or monitoring, but literally, right, publishing, engagement, right, real-time interaction, analytics, audience development, and even buying complimentary advertising around my earned media, right? So they're, they're a full suite that competes with those folks. And that's an exciting growth market for us in and of itself, uh, right? Because Steve, as you and I have been talking for three and a half years now, as organizations and budgets between marketing and communications tend to continue to blend, uh, irrespective of, of org design, that's an important right thing because those 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 spends continue to kind of go across each other. So to have an integrated solution is exciting, and then probably more importantly is while this may not happen in the in the top one thousand customers you know out there, for tens if not hundreds of thousands of accounts. Um, Sally's the VP of marketing at eight in the morning. She's the VP of advertising at 10 in the morning. She's the VP of social at noon. And she's the VP of PR and comms at two. She's everything, right? Yeah. And bringing to market, well, I don't have to buy a Hootsuite or a Meltwater, for instance, not integrated, or a business wire and a right Sprout Social. Over time, we really believe that the, uh, the customer base and the agencies that service them are going to want those two platforms integrated and merged as well. So we think there's an immediate, you know, kind of horse in the race with Falcon. And then we think there's a very long term, how do we continue to go put more and more and more integrated technology in the platform as that gets merged into uh, the communication zone. Yeah. And as you know, Ulrich stuck around and he's running Cision Social. So he's another influence of senior leadership in uh, in, in the Cision DNA now as well. Got it. Yeah, we've seen that at PR Week. We've seen the CCOs taking on more marketing um responsibilities and even the CMO disappearing. And then at other companies, the CCO disappears and the CMO is taking on. Exactly. And then you've got chief digital officers, you've got CIOs, you've yeah. got chief people officers. The whole thing is yep. is flexing and, and in flux and is changing. So yeah, they need tools that uh, work across that exactly. new landscape. Well, Steve, as, right, that's exactly right. Whether it's org-driven where the CMO reports to the CCO or the CCO reports to the CMO, there's a big, huge organizational driver there, right, in the, in the whole world. And then even when that doesn't happen, 
there, there's a, I think, at an all-time high desire to work better together across, you know, marketing, advertising, and communications. Even when you don't have that organization driving factor, the the line of business is just realizing what a big lever that is to pull. And yeah. they're cooperating and want to work together better at all levels, including tech and data. And one other partnership you've grown or developed over the, the last year is with the world's biggest PR agency yeah. as well on another side of the of the, of the space, if you like, the service space. So tell us how that came about and what that involves. Yeah, we're obviously we're super excited about it. Um, and just to put that into context, I like to do this. Industries have certain watershed moments and... I'll use CRM as an example. When Accenture said, hey, I'm going to form a big practice specifically around Salesforce, that was kind of a turning point for the CRM software industry, right? Um, when WPP, the largest uh, you know, ad media agency in the world, formed a dedicated practice around Adobe Marketing Cloud, another watershed moment for the marketing tech industry. Edelman, the largest right in the world and the leading, uh, forming a dedicated practice around Cision's technology data and measurement, really is the same thing as that Accenture Salesforce or that uh, you know Adobe WPP Adobe. So one, it, it marks a pretty important just moment in time you know, in the industry, uh, which I think is non-trivial. So I, I mentioned I like to talk about that first. And then second, they also <clears throat> in the seat that they sit in, which is a big time services provider, but also a strategic seat at the table with CMOs and CCOs around the world have also come to the conclusion that one of the things that's my favorite topic that I can't ever stop you know, mentioning enough is two things, that if we don't finally deliver the same kind of business results attribution you know, or ROI that commerce and marketing and advertising had, we're never going to stop the continued uh, loss of budget and share vis-a-vis right, the larger functions, right? Um, I, I need to keep everything that I've done as a comms professional from a metrics and analysis and insight standpoint, but if I deliver that other stuff that marketing, advertising, and commerce do too, um, I will get measured on business results. So I can go from PR to actual pipeline in a B2B environment, or I can go from an earned media article directly to e-commerce revenue right in a B2C environment. That's so important, right, for this line of business to grow and get funded and invested and Absolutely. be a first-class sit at the table. And then the second thing is, hey, if you can finally capture that consumer's behavior after they have read articles, right, or read press releases or read blogs, we all know that earned media content is more influential, more credible, more reputation driving, and more purchase influencing than ads or emails or anything else, right? That's never been able to be quantified. Now that we can quantify it, right, with Cision ID, being able to actually go take that data that they have on Kevin and go use it in an integrated fashion across paid, owned, and earned, and quite frankly, improve the performance of paid and owned by consuming their earned data is a big, big driver for the whole company and certainly brings the CMO and the head of marketing and advertising to the table. Edelman has been seeing the same thing that Cision has been seeing for the last three and a half years, that that is a seminal trend that is only going to continue to ascend. Um, And that is why Edelman Performance Communications, which is the practice name, got developed is specifically to go bring business results attribution and real ROI uh, to the communications world and then earned media activation and integration across paid, owned, and earned to the communications world and the marketing world. And, and they're trying to play with both the CMO and the CCO just like we are, right? So the fact that they have done a dedicated practice around those two innovations in the marketplace is very exciting for us. And, uh, you know, it, it's been very impactful to watch the customers uh, respond to because when one party or the other says it, it's got one thing. 
when both the largest tech and data provider in the industry and the largest agency and service provider in the industry are both sitting across that brand or that agency saying the same thing. Um, right? It's, it's one of those one plus yeah, one equal five instead of two. Absolutely. It speaks to that narrative about creating a communications cloud That's right. in the same way as you did in a former life, a That's marketing right. cloud. And I guess... The step after that is to bring those two together as well, and that's, that's the journey you're on. And it's it's interesting to track it. So, well, a lot of the brands don't have some of the tech savviness or the data savvy. Right? You look at a marketing department now; it's two thirds data jockeys or statisticians or right software operators. Right? The, the role of marketing has turned very statistical and data and tech driven mm-hmm. versus just creative. Our communications industry is a little bit behind, right? We are we are every bit still in the content and storytelling and narrative and reputation, just like they were in branding and creative. This industry has not caught up as much around sophistication, around tech, data, and measurement. And Edelman's, obviously, Edelman can go in there and solve that for the brands, right? So they can really accelerate brands and cut their maturity curve by years by bringing in this exciting practice. So the brands are really excited about it because, um, you know, I can, I, we can go from... Uh, uh, step one to step six uh, in in a couple uh, you know in a couple quarters instead of a couple years. So Edelman's going to be an extremely important driver in that. Yeah, and they're not just about earned media now. They're That's right. Paid and shared and owned across yep. the spectrum, as are most agencies yep. actually. So it's fascinating to see. Are you? Do you see yourself? I mean, we've talked about social. We've talked about measurement. We've talked about paid media. Are you seeing um, your suite getting traction with creative agencies or media agencies? You know. Maybe the clients you used to deal with when you were on that uh, marketing cloud side. The uh, short answer is yes. Uh, the most important overlap is um, one social, where we can bridge the entire right workflow between comms and marketing in that platform level, just from a solutions standpoint, right? And that's really the software offering to be able to go across and facilitate that in a platform rather than a whole bunch of non-integrated point solutions. So. That relentless theme of a communication slash social stack that can do more things, right, rather than working in a whole bunch of disparate things around the world is is, is one. And the, the far more pronounced one is I'm going to go back to that, you know, idea or audience. Um, if, if, if I've got a scission ID on you, Steve, um, right, your scission ID 123, um, and I know now in the last 30 days, scission ID 123 has consumed eight articles in tier one publications about infrastructure as a service, nine more about Azure, AWS, or Google Cloud, has read five press releases on infrastructure as a service, right? If I see you, right, you're anonymous, obviously, but you're you're a decision ID. If that person is doing that much earned media consumption around infrastructure as a service, guess what happens if a technology brand decides to go lift that decision ID out and run paid advertising, right, or retargeting or do web personalization or email marketing uh, to that person around infrastructure as a service because it's very clear that person (laughs) is doing heavy, heavy research and being highly influenced by third-party influencers. The fact that I can do that, right, integrated across paid, owned, and earned for the first time ever, I can do it at the individual customer level. Um, is the tech breakthrough. And then the fact that when I choose to pay attention to the earned media consumption, when I do things like paid media buying, right, or owned media segmentation, the performance lifts that the CMO are seeing in that efficacy of paid media or the conversion rates of, right, a web or an email campaign are just dramatic, right? So all of a sudden, this earned media consumer signal not only allows integration between marketing and comms, it's driving the bejesus out of um, the much larger paid and owned budgets 
And that's a massive breakthrough. So people are getting very, very excited about it for both reasons. Yeah, for sure. Let's finish by talking about clients' case studies in action. I don't know how specific you can be about specific um, campaigns or clients, but it's always good to put a, a story to the, the, the theory, if you yeah. like, and put some meat on the bone. So tell us a little bit about how clients are leveraging those, those metrics and decision technology to really transform their campaign execution. Yeah, I think um, I'll use, uh, we're not allowed to name specific names yet because people don't, as you can imagine, the cutting edge folks here actually pride themselves on being ahead of the curve and don't want to let their competitors know what they're doing. I will say this though, um, I'll give two examples, Steve. The, uh, The B2B tech industry are very, very savvy and kind of ahead of the curve here. So doing things like finally recognizing uh, where that CXO audience or where that IT audience or where that right audience is it, with, with real audience data, instead of just guessing, right, what that publisher or what that circulation says is the firmographic, um, now knowing, right, at an individual outlet or an individual influencer level, well, here's, here's actually where the VPs of IT and companies over 500 <laughs> are consuming content, right? And there's a lot of epiphanies and surprises, Right. In one example, holy smokes, um, one of the top 10 outlets is uh, uh, Golf Digest. Right. right. And I'm a, I'm a Fortune 50 uh, hardware provider. And intuitively, maybe. Right. You think, OK, golfers are uh, CIOs, CEOs and right. VPs of uh, big companies. But to actually have little breakthroughs like that. So so incremental audience discovery and knowing to it to a T where the people that I really want to target and get to are actually consuming the content versus just have a, give me the top 15 B2B pubs, right? And that's who I want to track. A little example of audience discovery. Um, the second is now that I am, hey, I'm going to go back to that example. Steve has read um, this influencer on this tier one publication about this product. And now I've tracked him back to the brand's website. And then I've tracked him back to the, to the pipeline. Um, the fact that the CCO can walk in and say, Here's how much uh, pipeline actually generated for the first time. A, you know what my CPM on that was? Zero, <laughs> right? Uh, so big pipeline at zero ad spend. And most importantly, uh, Steve came through after reading third-party influencers on tier one publications about a topic. Kevin came through after clicking on a banner ad. Guess which one is turning into closed one <laughs> and revenue at a much higher rate? Well, of course, it's the person that actually uh, read the third party, you know, uh, article on the, on the, by the tier one influencer. So tracking all the way down to measurement like that, um, real audience and real business results. Um, and then they, they also are kind of ahead of the curve where they're taking all those people and starting to, uh, to influence, um, paid campaigns. I, I think another big adopter, uh, are the CPG companies. They are getting, um, very sophisticated along the same routes. Um, I can't just guess what all these fashion or lifestyle or health and beauty right outlets are. I've got to know where, right, for for anti-aging cream, I've got to know where people that can afford that stuff, right, that are in the right audience, in the right demographic, in the right places, is really my bang for the buck. And just like in advertising, you know, when it went digital, you could find out that, um, hey, this much, you know, this small number of impressions actually drove all the engagement, right? recognizing that this small number of impressions is driving all this engagement and earned writing communications has been a big key. And then actually driving things like um, direct 
consumer enrollment databases. CPGs are trying to actually develop a relationship with you directly instead of just through Walmart or Best Buy or Safeway, right? Um, and then obviously things like uh, user-generated content or web uh, hits or e-commerce conversions, they're also pursuing some real um, actual business results attribution as well. So those are a couple of examples of um, large, consu- large brands that have been meaningful in the world of comms very large advertisers in the media, in the in the world of you know paid and owned and how the two are coming together mm-hmm. um i think the uh, it's it's really exciting to see things like cpg and, and large b2b tech uh kind of starting to get up the adoption curve it really is we're getting closer to that holy yeah. grail of being able to measure the impact of earned media and we've been talking about this for generations so it's very exciting to hear the progress and the changes and 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 real case studies building and growing businesses so thank you kevin really great to find out more about uh, cision and where you're at and how you're rolling out their services um thanks also to our audience for tuning in and if you continue to visit earnmediarising.com you'll be able to see a lot more podcasts articles columns and more it's a fantastic site i really do uh, um, suggest you check it out but kevin thanks so much for joining us likewise steve it's always a pleasure to be here and uh, i love the subject matter and the topic so thanks for some airtime to discuss it appreciate it it's our pleasure take care 